Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 5.09 here at the station, 81 degrees and partly sunny. Uh, Trump did just make a statement. He got out of uh, his limousine with his security detail. He did walk up to the cameras. He did give a brief statement, and he has now boarded uh, his Trump plane at uh, Reagan National Airport. I would imagine he's headed back to uh, New Jersey, but uh, as of right now, he's on the plane. Doors are closed. But he did make a brief statement. Hopefully we can get you that um, in a little bit. Uh, Let me go to the phones now. We have uh, Joe from Trips Park on Trump. Joe. Hey, how are you, Rob? Actually, I was calling about uh, something else. Um, It was about uh, be careful what you wish for. Um, You know, I look at the cost of vehicles and this whole electric car and you know, the, the EPA and they want to go zero emissions on vehicles. Um, we all already kind of established electric vehicles. 100% of them by 2030 is physically impossible. We just don't have the minerals and never will be. Um, but I'm looking further and, you know, these trucks, like cars in general are just so expensive. And, you know, it's just, I bought a truck three years ago and I don't even want to say what I paid for it, but I, it makes me sick to my stomach. And I'm looking, I mean, Chrysler spent in one quarter almost $600 million buying carbon credits from Tesla just to be able to avoid a fine. Over the course of a few years, they spent almost $3 billion in carbon credits. That gets passed down to you, the consumer. Absolutely. So basically, one can say we are paying an emissions tax already, and we don't even know it. So where this is going with these electric cars, I'm thinking that they're going to continue to try and produce them, giving us tax credits on it didn't work, People still didn't buy them. I think they're going to they're going to make us pay a carbon tax for having gas cars. That's what I think will happen. Just want to know your opinion on that. It, well, it's definitely. I said from the start, all this gets passed down. Um, I, I bought my truck uh, to, right in the middle of uh, COVID, towards towards the end, but still COVID was going on, and it's the first time I ever played M- paid MSRP for a vehicle because that was the demand because there was a short supply. And uh, it, it was costly, but I needed a new car, and, you know, they had one that I wanted, and I was able to get it. But without a doubt, all these costs, and, and they don't realize that, that, oh, let's charge the corporation. Oh, let's charge these people. Oh, let's get the CEOs of these companies. Let's do it. It's all going to get passed down. That's the way it is. That's just the way economics Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Pay the guy at McDonald's 30 bucks an hour, then look at the dollar menu two weeks later. Oh, it'll, be the, it'll be the $20 <laughs> menu. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you so much, Rob. No problem, Joe. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Um, Catherine Heritage, she's now at CBS News, um, just reported, because now the transcript is out on the Devin Archer testimony that he gave. I posted the, the, the transcripts on my social media, so you can follow it there. I also posted on my social media from earlier today the... Uh, bond rating downgrade where I mentioned all the things that they're saying we are expecting in the next three years to 10 years. Uh, So you could look at that for yourself. It's an easy read, um, but I suggest you go through there and it does talk about how um, Social Security will be insolvent as well as uh, Medicare Part A will be insolvent in just 10 to 12 years. But Catherine Heritage just uh, analyzed what Representative Dan Goldman, he's the he, was, he served on the committees. He was in on the testimony for Devin Archer. And he came out. He's a lawyer. And he's kind of acted as quasi-Joe Biden's lawyer defending him and such like that. 
But he came out right after the hearing with Devin Archer and made statements saying, well, this is what was said. Devin Archer said that, you know, by Joe Biden on a phone call, it gave the illusion of of such. Um, Catherine Heritage now is saying that Dan Goldman lied about the Devin Archer testimony when you compare it to the actual testimony from what Dan Goldman said. So it's it's no surprise that there was a spin on the damaging testimony from Devin Archer. Um, but Catherine Heritage of CBS News came out and says, when you look at the transcript, what you see is the phrase illusion of access is in Dan Goldman's question. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. So when Dan Goldman came out and spoke to the people, spoke to you and I through the press, he made it seem like Devin Archer's answer was the illusion of access. But that's what he tried to steer the question as, saying that in his question. And that's not what Devin Archer testified to if you look at the transcript. So it's going to be uh, interesting what more is there. So if everyone can say, hey, we can do more than one, th- you know, more than one thing at once, Now's the time to do it. What's also come up, and I've seen it a bunch of times today, and I actually got some text messages to the point, um, is Vice President Mike Pence's statements and testimony and such like that. Now, Mike Pence, if you look at what he said yesterday and even today, he's basically been staunch against Donald Trump, saying that, you know, no one is above the law. And that, you know, I told them that you, I couldn't, I didn't have the power to do this. I, I didn't do this. But if you look at the, the, the indictment itself, the U.S. attorney has quotes from Mike Pence. And obviously, Mike Pence was interviewed for this. And it's on page 33 if you have the indictment itself. And, and I'm going to read you what's exactly quoted in the indictment. Now, mind you, it, it takes place on December 25th, on Christmas Day. This is almost two months after the election, and it's just less than two weeks before January 6th, before all this is supposed to take place. Now, Mike Pence, when you watch him speak now, basically says he was adamant that I didn't have the power to do this. Again, this is almost two months after the election, two weeks before January 6th. On December 25th, Vice President called the defendant, Donald Trump, to wish him a Merry Christmas. The defendant quickly turned the conversation to January 6th and his request that the vice president reject electoral votes that day. The vice president pushed back, telling the defendant, as the vice president already had in previous conversations, you know, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. Now, you might not think that's a big difference. You might not think that that's uh, a key point. He doesn't think he has the authority to do it just two weeks before, less than two weeks before January 6th, when he's already had almost two months of this whole debate going on, was the election rigged? Was there things going on? All the, are these things true? They're not true. We don't think they're true. The, you know, the people around us are telling Donald Trump and telling the vice president, these aren't true. You can't do this. But just less than two weeks after having two months to figure it out with his own legal team, not no, not I don't have the power to do this, I can't do this. Less than two weeks, he says, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. In a court of law, that might not mean anything over the radio here, but in a court of law, that's going to mean a lot. It's the, it's the uh, difference between may and shall. 
And if you've ever been in a place with policies and procedures, if you've ever been in a place or worked in a place with regulations, if you've ever worked in the legal field, may and shall is a huge difference. Now, if you hear it, hey, I may go outside to the yard at this point. I shall go out to the yard at this point. They are worlds apart as far as the legalese of what's going on. Not that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. It will bring question in. You had two months with your own people, your own staff, to review your duties as vice president when it came to certifying the election. You had almost two months. Less than two weeks before you're supposed to do that, you're telling your boss, the president of the United States, I don't think I have the authority to do that, to change the outcome. Again, to the layperson, that doesn't mean a lot. doesn't mean anything. Well, what does it mean? He told him he didn't think he had the, the, the authority to do that. You're the, this isn't working at the 7-Eleven. This isn't working at the Walmart. You have hundreds of people who work around you. You have legal staff within arm's distance at all times. With almost two months after the election to figure it out, less than two weeks before January 6th when you're actually doing this, you're telling the president, I don't think I have the authority to do that. Just something that jumped out. I saw some legal experts. It's something I underlined when I first read it, when I first got the transcript with the indictment. Um, and it's something I saw some some legal people key in on, that it is it is an issue. So you can throw it out the window and say it doesn't mean anything. What's the difference, like the text messenger said? Or you can say... You know, maybe that does raise some kind of question that maybe he was getting mixed signals from people. Some people saying he could do it. Some people said he couldn't do it. And if he didn't trust the people that were saying he could do it, why isn't it, no, I can't do that, Mr. President? No, I don't have the authority to do that, Mr. President. Not less than two weeks before it's supposed to go down. You know, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. Just something that jumped out at me. Um, and it's just one of the things that are in here, and this this is going to go to trial. Let it happen. Let it go through. I don't think it's going to have the outcome a lot of people want it to have. For some reason, Donald Trump has been becoming more popular, raising more money, doing better in polls every time he's indicted. It's an anomaly. I don't get it as well. But people are getting aggravated. I've been very open about my stance as far as the GOP primary goes from the start. But anytime I talk about what's wrong with this indictment, what's a stretch of the legal authority this indictment is, how this indictment talks about nothing that we heard congressional oversight hearings talk about for two years as far as Trump's instilling in, um instigating a riot at Capitol Hill. This indictment says none of that. And I may not be a a staunch supporter of Donald Trump, but I am a staunch supporter of equal justice. And I don't see that here. And that's why I point these things out. And while this is going on, you have all these other issues with the Biden family. And yes, it's not, hey, well, don't look at this, look at that. Look at them both. But we're not looking at the both. You guys on the other side are absolutely not looking at the both. And I'm willing to look at both. 
Let's look at both. Let's investigate both. And it looks like we're going to have that to an extent because you're going to have the House with impeachment hearings on the Biden family. I don't know how far they'll go, but we'll see what happens. It's 521. You shouldn't even bring any of that up because none of it's proven and you can't even – you shouldn't even talk about it. You know, let's just (laughs) – right, Rob? (laughs) This traffic update brought to you by Pendela Data Internet. There's heavy traffic on Potter Street and South Bay Lakeley Street in Dunmore that may be causing slight delays. 29 in Springville with road work going on. You're being held up just a bit. And you're dipping well below the speed limit, 81 northbound between or above Clark Summit because of that construction. As well as um, there is some slowing, 81 both directions from Scranton to Pittston. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, warm and humid, low 66. Friday, mix of sun and clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 82. Saturday, sunny, high 85. Sunday, mostly sunny, high in the mid 80s. It's currently 81 degrees and partly sunny here at 522 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's 525. Just got some good news in a text message. My son and uh, my daughter-in-law closed on their house in Virginia Beach. Wish them the best in starting their family and starting their their first house. Have their their first house. They've lived in uh, apartments in the areas they've been assigned to, but uh, looks like they're going to be in Virginia Beach for a while. Hopefully, it's only uh, about seven hours for us to get to, so it's a, it's a, a great middle point. But man, how times changed. Who uh, who would ever think that your first house is half a million dollars in this day and age? It's uh, incredible. But I wish uh, I wish them the best. It's happy to see them you know, smiling and about. And in some other news uh, in the O'Donnell realm, my my youngest at the Naval Academy doing summer training for the uh, anti-terrorist task force, which means she's going to be assigned to guard the brigade of midshipmen when they're out in public, when there's public events like the football games and such. Um, she will be armed. She'll be acting as sort of like an MP for the brigade themselves. Uh, she was pepper sprayed, OC sprayed this morning and had to go through her training where they spray her with a OC spray for a couple of seconds. She has to open her eyes during it and then say how many hands they're hold how many fingers they're holding up as they're spraying it her. Then she has to go to five different stations and do certain things. She has to go control control an adversary and handcuff them. She has to grab a baton and go to the second station and use the baton on someone holding one of the impact pads. And then she has to go to another station and push back two individuals with pads uh, mimicking crowd control. And then she had to go uh, to an, the, the another station and defend herself from being struck with her baton, holding it up, blocking the blows. And then she went to her final station where there's someone in a complete red padded suit that um, she basically has to kick, punch, hit with the baton, throw down and handcuff, uh, all while... You can't breathe and can't see anymore because now the the OC spray uh, used to be known as pepper spray is taking effect. And um, we saw videos of it. I posted a little short video on my social media. So if you follow me on Facebook, Rob O'Donnell, you'll be able to see a short video of that of where she's being sprayed with the OC before her events. 
But that's uh, those are the things that are going on uh, in the O'Donnell compound this week. So some good news. I, I guess getting pepper sprayed or at least finalizing your training. That training's close to being done. Uh, but it's interesting how, how things change. You know, she issued her baton, her mace, her handcuffs, and a gun. Um to protect the other midshipmen when they're at the Naval Academy and those around them. Uh, the local police, you know, do the crowd control for the civilians, but if anyone tries to attack the midshipmen or anyone confronts them or does anything there, they will, uh, they are there to intervene on that. I'm not seeing a lot different now. And again, if you go to my social media, you could see a lot of what I posted here. We do have the story that's very troubling out of San Diego of the two Navy sailors arrested for providing sensitive military information to China. Um, One of them just recently became a citizen. And it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe I can get one of my naval technical experts on to talk about this, especially as far as national security. Tomorrow might be a long shot to get it done, uh, but maybe Monday I can have that happen. But this was just breaking before my story. So it's going to be interesting, but basically they were taking photos of schematics and the technical material the and our weak points on some of our vessels. And the vessel that one of these sailors was assigned to is the amphibious, amphibious assault vessel, which is, looks like a mini aircraft carrier that carries thousands of Marines. It does carry the F-35s. It does carry um, some of the Harriers are still in service. You know, the Harriers, the vertical lift Harriers, jets and our helicopters. Um those big uh, hovercrafts that that transport multiple Marines. But basically the ship's purpose is to get an air asset for ground cover and ground troops to a location quickly. And they look like mini aircraft carriers. It's the one that burned uh, very similar to – it is the same type of ship that burned in the port in San Diego. So this is troubling that that China and their handlers are actively trying to infiltrate our our military – and they paid uh, at least one of these sailors thousands of dollars to to do that. And uh, like I said, having two children in an active-duty military, and uh, in the times we're facing here, as far as challenges from China, challenges from North Korea, challenges from Iran, we just moved uh, a ship and uh, multiple troops and air cover to to, uh, the Iranian... Straits, Straits of Hormuz because of Iranian fast boats harassing there. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a troubling time moving forward. Just looking at some text messages here. Rob, that's awesome. My son, 25, bought a fixer-upper, 150, needs everything. You know what? That's not that's not bad. When when my wife and I first got started, we bought what we could afford out in eastern Long Island. It was a far commute to New York City, which is why it was cheaper, because it was really out of normal people's commuting range. But almost 70 miles wasn't far enough for me. But I wanted the, a place where I could go home and I was away from it. I was born and raised in the city, grew up in the city. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to go somewhere... We were two miles from the beach, eventually put a nice pool in our backyard where I came home, got in my pool, and forgot about work, forgot about enjoyed my family. But it was a nice house. We bought it from the original owners, so it was well taken care of. They were older. They were ready to retire and move on. 
moved south. We took it over. It needed to be updated, and I up, ended up updating everything. I learned from scratch, hands-on, all new Anderson windows in the house, all new Stanley doors, uh, Anderson slider, redid all the, the floors, um, took our, we had nice oak cabinets, but they were dark oak. We took them down, sanded them, and whitewashed them. Uh, new countertops, a new roof. Uh, you know, but it took, you know, we were there from uh, 97 to 04. So, you know, as, as we were able to save money that year, we were able to do things around the house. And again, all the labor was done myself for the most part. And it was a good hands-on experience. And my, my son and his, his wife have already said, well, when are you coming down? Because here's the things we want done. And thankfully, their house is newer. I think it was built in 2019. So there's not much. They just want to make it more to their personal to them. So that's going to be a good thing. Says, Rob, I'm Navy Reserve for 24-plus years. God bless you. Uh, we need to start executing these people that sell secrets. Well, you know what? That's in our military code of criminal justice. So I don't think they'll do it for something like this. But I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in line with you there because they are risking my children's lives as well as uh, you know, American lives in general. So I'm with you there, and thank you for that 24 years of service in our Navy Reserves. Um, Navy Reserves make a big part of our Navy, and without the knowledge of you guys have got over the years, you know, we wouldn't be the, the Navy we are today. It's uh, 533 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 538 here at the station. It says the winds are going to pick up tonight. Currently 79 degrees. Looks like it's going to be in a low 70s earlier this evening. Another good night. I do have the audio of Donald Trump's statement before he got on his plane after exiting his motorcade. Let's see if I can play it for you guys. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti this is not the place that i left it's a very sad thing to see it Uh, when you look at what's happening this is a persecution of a political opponent this was never supposed to happen in america this is the persecution of the person that's leading by very very substantial numbers in the republican primary and leading biden by a lot So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. Do you want these trials to happen before the 2024 election? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was it. He got on the plane, didn't answer any questions, made his statement. It seemed to be more so about the aesthetics of Washington, D.C., where I I can attest after uh, working there for a year, it, it truly has deteriorated, but not like any other city like New York or Baltimore or Chicago or such like that. They've they've all been in the same boat there. But that's the statement. I'm sure he's posted something. I just don't have it yet on his Truth Social. I do not have Truth Social. I have trouble keeping up with my uh, social media as it is. But uh, a lot of what I've talked about here today, a lot of the evidence of what I've talked about here, if you follow me on my social media, Rob O'Donnell on Facebook, follow the page. You can see a lot of the documents, a lot of the links. You could read them for yourselves because that's what I want you to do. Listen, I talk about things here, and I obviously give you my opinion. I'm open to hear your opinion, even if I disagree with it. Um, if it's if if it's 
absolutely wrong. Like if you're going to call and call someone a criminal, criminal when you can't prove that they've ever been charged as a criminal, uh, convicted as a criminal, you know, I'm going to call that out. And, and we're going to have that discussion respectfully, like the conversation I did have today. But forgot what I was going to say. I lost it. Poof, it's gone. Poof, it's gone. Did you know that that alligator? It's it's legal to own alligators in Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, and I gave up my pet alligator. There was an alligator found in Exeter Township. A two and a half foot alligator by I, by landscapers. I just drove through Exeter Township this morning. Yeah, there was a group of landscapers doing landscaping. And uh, they saw this alligator. It startled them, I would imagine. Uh, they were ap- able to to, uh, to uh, capture it. We, we were talking about, you know, seeing wildlife in northeast PA, and somehow that never came up today. Yeah, a- along the creek near Butler Lane in, in Exeter Township. And uh, the police were called. The police took it to uh, to some rescue that handles that sort of thing. Uh, the police equipped <laughs> to... Uh, Capture alligators? Like, we, we had a what, tiger in a, an apartment in, in New York City. Was that legal? Uh, a full, no, it wasn't legal. You can't have a tiger <laughs> in an apartment. <laughs> but it, it was it was literally a full-grown tiger, I think like my, a full-size tiger. I think my dog's too big for my house, let alone a tiger. But I guess after word got out that this alligator was found, and the alligator's name is Fluffy, by the way, so that's, that's oh. hysterical in its <laughs> least. And again, this is coming from the Redding Eagle. Um, the owner of the alligator came forward. To the place, and, and I was like, "Well, you're going to get in trouble." That but can't be our Exeter Township, then. In is the, it in the Reading Eagle? Yeah, that must be another Exeter Township. Well, it says Exeter Township. Huh. Uh, is there an? Is there another one? Antietam Creek in Exeter Township? No, no, I don't think that's. The, it doesn't say where. It's in Pennsylvania because it's in the Reading Eagle. Yeah. Uh, so. Wow. But it says that although it's although it's legal to own an alligator in Pennsylvania <laughs> they they felt that the the alligator was malnourished and underfed well what well, do you that's feed them that's well it didn't get the landscapers that's what it was looking for <laughs> but it went to the a reptile expert from the venom institute who examined fluffy found that she was underweight and showing signs of deformities around oh. her mouth likely due to be kept in inappropriate enclosure the expert gave the owner a list of instructions he must follow or risk losing possession of the alligator, uh, and they will be checking on the alligator. So do you let your alligator then out like you would let a dog out? Is that how it They're wandered off? This one got out due to flooding. There was flooding, and somehow oh. it escaped its enclosure. Uh, but it was out in the lawn. The landscapers were there. Could you imagine cutting someone's grass? And there's an I mean, I guess they deal with it down south, no, but not, not in Exeter. What would be worse would be clipping the weeds. <laughs> if you're cutting the lawn, at least you have the chance of being on a mower or a riding mower or something. But if you're down there cutting the weeds and all of a sudden you're nose to nose with an alligator? Yeah, it says here... Uh... The incident should serve as a reminder to the community that while alligators can be kept as pets in Pennsylvania, it's against the law to release them into the wild. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Listen, not for nothing. If there's an alligator anywhere near my property, I'm shooting it. That's just the way it goes. Let me I'm not ask. Dealing with the alligator. If you're keeping an alligator as a pet, like how are you? How big do they get? Do they always get like the ones that we see on Crocodile Dundee? Well, this one's two and a half feet. Long. I mean, this one's about this big. It's two and a half feet long. Okay. 
Okay, I guess we have to go to... Oh, yeah, because I have to go to traffic in yes, other places. Do. We forget about traffic and weather. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it quick. Watch for running over alligators while you're out there. This traffic update brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. Uh, it looks like it's jammed up above Clark Summit 81 northbound. Uh, we have lots of traffic traveling into the back mountain. That might be causing some delays and some slowing on 81 in the Scranton and Wilkesbury areas. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883. Seven two six nine. Nikki Stone, KRZ, or WILK traffic. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight's warm, humid, and low temperatures. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, chance of showers later, 82. Saturday and Sunday, supposed to be great, 80s to mid-80s, and sunny. It's 79 and partly sunny here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 548, 79 degrees and partly sunny outside. I have a texter that's mad because I'm not talking about the Trump indictment anymore. Well, I talked about it almost the entire show yesterday. I talked about it for two hours today. I mean, don't you guys want to hear other stuff that's going on? Yes, there was an alligator found on the loose in Pennsylvania. That's not talk worthy. That's not something to bring up. And it was the Exeter Township that's down in Reading, just outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. That's why it was in the Reading Eagle paper. Still, an alligator on the loose in Pennsylvania. And I think the most noteworthy part of that is you can legally own an alligator in Pennsylvania. Now, somebody texted in that you can't own a hedgehog in Pennsylvania, but an alligator is okay. Um, And alligators uh, okay to own. So that was the newsworthy part in there. And, and I love these text messages who say, you know, I, I don't listen, but I'm going to text you a bunch of times to tell you everything that you've been talking about. So obviously we're listening. And that's fine. It's your choice to do it. The dial is very easy to work on the radio. Here's, let's go to the phone. We have uh, Mike from Bloomsburg on the downgrade of the federal of the, well, it's not the federal debt. It's our uh, bond rating. Bond rating. Yeah, that's correct. But the, the, to me, the bonds are being used to finance the debt. That's the, to me, that's the purpose of them. But well, here's what I think. I'm listening. I heard about this yesterday, and I turned on Bloomberg News this morning, where you know, it's the business news. And they, it seems like the opinion of the hosts were that uh, the parties are unwilling to compromise, to get together and work together. Well, that means... In my mind, they're saying the Republicans are obstructionists. I think what Fitch was doing, that agency, they were doing their due diligence. And they see an increasing debt, increasing uh, service on the debt because of the rising interest. And they see the increasing cost that are embedded into the current budget that we have, along with the hundreds of billions of dollars that government's going to be spending just to keep all these immigrants happy coming in. So they got ne- more negative than they were. They weren't really negative at all. I think we were a triple A, and they, and they moved it down a notch. And, and I think that the fact that we're not talking about spending being a problem on our news media is doing a disservice to the general public because they're not educating them, because I think that comes down to the whole problem. We're spending too much, and we're getting competition from our uh, foreign adversaries trying to squeeze out the dollar. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's why I put the link 
Uh, if you follow me on social media, I put the links. So you could read the entire report from Fitch on the downgrade and specifically why. I read through some of the bullet points. It is a little more in-depth than that. I just didn't want to bore people with getting into too much detail of comparing percentages from last year to this year to what they expect in the future. But it's very telling, the different bullet points they get in there. And, and, and I agree with you. The spin that some have said basically saying, well, it's simply because the disagreement and the stalling to raise the debt ceiling that this created. No, the Fitch gets into that in their detail saying, you know, that was a small part of it, but the mere fact that we keep increasing our debt limit is even more troublesome. Exactly. And I'm so glad that you brought up your social media because yesterday I caught the uh, the two uh, things that were strung together about the the elections in the past, and you said it was on your Twitter. Is that correct? Yes. How do I find that? Uh, you can go, if you go to Twitter, you go to at O'Donnell underscore R. At O'Donnell underscore R. Thank you so much. I appreciate no it. No problem. And, I, and a lot of what I talk about, I push, I put all the, the supporting documents there so everybody can read them and, and make their own determinations because that's what I'm here for. That's good stuff. Appreciate it. Appreciate Talk to you later. Thanks sir. a lot. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Um, I saw the study. It looks like PennDOT is going to be widening. It's no news. This isn't breaking news. But PennDOT's going to be widening the seven miles of 81 between Scranton and Avoca. Uh, they had the expert talking about it. It's going to take 10 years, and it's going to cost $500 million. But the first five years won't be anything construction-wise. It'll be uh, you know, all studies and measuring and stuff like that. They don't expect any actual crews to start digging and doing actual construction work for the project for another five years. But they expect 10 years for that to take, so... If they're expecting 10 years, should we look at 15 or 20? That would be my next guess. And if they're saying this is going to cost $500 million, are we looking at a billion dollars? Are we looking at – what are we looking at here? But they're, they're widening it from two lanes to three lanes. It looks like they're going to take the center median and expand it rather than expand outward. They said they will need some land to do this project and that they will be getting rid of the left lane the left lane um, exit going on uh, the GM Lost Expressway. So uh, commonly referred to as the Scranton Expressway. Um, but it jumped out at me. There's going to be some other projects going on, but 10 years. So uh, in the near future, we probably won't have to deal with it. Like I said, they're not going to start breaking ground. Crews will not start digging. But between now and then, there's a lot of planning. And like I said, the expansion will widen the interstate by expanding the center medium of the instead of the side of the road that will allow PennDOT to keep two lanes open for the five years the construction phase is expected. So that's a good thing. Unlike now, if you're going north on 81, and they've been doing it down here near Avoca and uh, Montage, where they... Uh, where they stop, uh, you're only down to one lane each way. And 81 up by me, when you go to Clark Summit up to Waverly, it's been one lane in each direction there, and the, the, the traffic's been horrible. Let me go to the phones real quick before we break. Kathy, I got about a minute. What's going on with alligators? Well, you were asking about how big they get. They can only get as big as the enclosure that you keep them in. So if you keep them in a small enclosure, they're not going to grow any bigger than that enclosure. Really? Yes. 
Well, the experts here, I guess, studied it and said it's it's getting deformities because it's in too small of an enclosure. So I guess it has some right. adverse effect on the alligator itself. Right, it does, but it won't gr- because it's not able to grow like it's supposed to. Yeah, but that's so it won't it get any stops. bigger than the enclosure, but it's going to get hurt while if you keep it in too small of one. Yeah, it, it did I mean, were you aware you can keep, you can legally keep them in Pennsylvania? No, but I used to run over a bunch of them in Florida. Oh, don't do that. I hope you had a truck. No, not not intentionally. Oh, okay. But, like, you'd be driving down the road in the middle of the night, and the next thing you know, you hit what you think is a speed bump, bump, and then the speed bump walks off the road. Oh. So, yeah. After hitting it, it walked (laughs) off the road? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're tough. Yeah, I guess so. They are tough little boogers. Yeah, I don't want to see them running around here, though. I'm good with that. No, no, I didn't like it when I was down there, but I mostly saw them from the car. Well, Kathy, I appreciate (laughs) you're, you're giving us that information. Thanks for listening. No problem. Thanks. It is uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close down the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, another fun day in the Rob O'Donnell Show in the world of some cartoon texters, but it's fun. It's all good. It's all good. Um, thinking about doing maybe a free-for-all Friday tomorrow. So if you guys want to talk about anything, if you want any topics talked about, hit me up on my social media. I'll post early in the morning about it. You can give me some topics you want to want to discuss or want discussed. Maybe you want me to research, and uh, we'll get to start to discuss them. You can call in, text in. I prefer you call in, but texting's fine. I understand a lot of times you can't call in. And we'll uh, talk about whatever you guys want tomorrow. A lot going on. A lot of people are frustrated with politics. So maybe we could talk about some other things. God bless, be safe, and we'll do this thing again tomorrow.